Hi, Vicki Wu with Vicki Wu Marketing here with another great entrepreneur interview. And today we have Jamie Young, who is the owner of Jamie Young Swag and Strategy. She does gift marketing and offers strategic consulting, personalized gifts, on-site screen printing, and promo products, which all of these are really great for any business and one of the tips she's going to share is three ways to boost your business through generosity. This is Vicki Wu and as always we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. Before we get to your tips, I'd like you to talk about your business, uh, what you do, and why you started the business. I am a gift marketing strategist, so I help businesses generate leads and clients through generosity. Um, that includes a couple different things. You know, I am a strategist in terms of gift marketing, like what's the right item to give, what is, what's your goal with the item. And then, then we get to product, like what are those items? And I just purchased a screen printing business, so now we're doing the screen printing right here on site, which is incredible. Um, and how I got started in the business? Well, I always tell people I did my job for free for six years until I could figure out how to monetize it. And it wasn't that I couldn't figure it out, I just didn't realize I was doing the job. Um, to, to help my clients be successful, and then I, did some research to see how to become a broker, and boom, here we are, um, and it's evolved a lot, for sure. I find that interesting that my art has kind of evolved into that kind of accidental, for me, a side business, because I've, I've been an artist forever, but when I started painting again as a replacement hobby during the COVID pandemic, I can't do my ballroom dance. And so I went back to painting as kind of my hobby during this time, which, you know, you can see it on the wall behind me if you're looking here. And I would just share them out on my social media, you know, just as, as, partly as I'm never completely satisfied with any of my art. And I'd push them out on social media to force myself to be okay with me not thinking it's perfect. And suddenly people started saying, hey, do you do pet portraits? And I'm like, well, okay, I like dogs and I paint. And I was like, sure. And they're like, how much do you charge? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I kind of understand that kind of falling into something that you're doing for free or because you enjoy it or as another part of another business you're doing and turning it into something you can monetize. So. I love that. When you started this business and kind of moving into the monetization and starting from there, how has it grown or changed since then to where you are now? Um, significantly. So um, the backstory, real quick, is I ran a trade show, a very large trade show, and I noticed the very first year I got in the business is the most successful vendors were using branded promotional products to gain leads. Also, they were staying top of mind, and it's really easy to earn a renewal from my clients if they had a return on their investment and if it was a good show. And so when I started with them, 
that event had a 12% renewal rate. By year six, it was a 70% re renewal rate. My job was easy at that point, right? Because they just kept coming back. And I found myself year after year wanting to make sure my new vendors were successful. So immediately I had the conversation of what are your goals? And the minute they said brand awareness, I was like, uh-uh, you can't measure that. You've got to give me a measurable goal. So they'd say things like emails or building my social media audience, those things you can measure. And so I would make suggestions on cool swag that they should bring to their booth. Because first of all, it was a women's expo and I'm a woman. So I made suggestions on what I would want, what I want floating around in my purse. And so it was actually just super duper fun. I went to a trade show for promotional products. My, my mother-in-law was actually in the business for 25 years and she kept trying to get me in the business and I just said no, I love my job. But I walked into that trade show and within 30 seconds I knew I was getting in the business because here is this entire promo show filled with trade show banners and tablecloths and chotskis and gifts and all these things I recommend. and. I just send them online. I just send the business elsewhere. And so I left and I knew I was getting into business. I went and I told my boss and he was super duper supportive. And he says, whatever you need, you know, I got your back. And so I just started networking after work. And at the one year mark, I had to quit my job because I gave myself that permission. If once I replace the salary from my full-time job, I can quit and do this full time. And it literally was the exact one year mark that I had started. And in the beginning, I just thought I was going to be the go to for like branded drinkware and totes and pens, etc. But I will tell you every single time my phone rang, the strategy I used to do with my trade show clients always came out. I always asked, well, what's the purpose? Why, you know, and most of the time they were doing an event or something. And so I would start asking strategic questions and we would land on products that they were blown away by and excited by. And they really thought they were just coming to me for pens and post-its. But what we identified is pens and post-its weren't ideal, not only for their business, but for the event that they were going to drive success and new clients to them. And so at, at the second year mark, I rebranded for strategy because that's what most of the community was coming to me for. It was strategy first, product second. Here we are in year three, and I spend a great deal of my time strategy consulting, and promotional products are the byproduct of that now, along with screen printing. And so uh, if you would have asked me three years ago where I would be, I probably wouldn't tell you that I'm a full-time strategist with a screen printing shop. but. Um, everything kind of aligned and here we are and I'm really excited about it. And I've, I've got an incredible team though that supports me because there are too many hats to wear for sure. I think every single entrepreneur <laughs> listening understands the too many hats. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I love that your kind of one year anniversary mark of diving into this business was when you were able to do it full time. How perfect is that, that it's right on the anniversary. And I already have an idea of a promo product that I need to order from you. I know exactly what I want and I'm not going to tell everybody because it's so cool. I don't want anyone else getting the idea. So you and I are going to talk offline and then anybody listening, if you 
if you have um, a computer, you're going to want this. So really? if you're listening, and I just decided this on the spot, if you message me and I'll give you the ways to get in touch with me at the end of this, I'll send you one of these branded items because it's awesome. And I want one. <laughs> I'll, I'll share it the, in the comments once I just, you know, get it set and ordered what it is, and you're going to want one. So a question that I didn't tell you I was going to ask you, but I also work with some clients who do trade shows as one of their marketing pieces, and they've had to switch to virtual trade shows where they're not there in person to, you know, hand out the, the koozie and the pin and whatever swag they have, yet they still have swag in stock. And I know how I would tell them to deal with this, but I'm interested in your perspective as, you know, a trade show really strategist, how you would tell someone that has the swag, but they're doing it virtually. How do you connect those two? Well, I will tell you um, the only missing link is is being in that same room. And so what I think back to is a strategy of why do live trade shows do swag bags to begin with? They do it for for they do it for butts and seats and people indoors, right? If it's a sit-down event or, or a walkthrough event. But they do that to make sure that people show up early and really it's an incentive to get them there, right? That's what that swag bag is for. Well, I've, I've got many clients that have switched that to the swag box, right? And I've seen a couple different versions of this, depending whether there is a cost to attend or there's not a cost to attend. It determines what is in that swag box, right, or that swag prize or that swag gift because you have to be able to keep that sense of community. What's going to get them to actually show up, right? There's so many distractions when you're sitting at home, but it's actually easier. And one thing that my clients have seen is their attendance levels have increased significantly because the barrier of commuting and parking and traveling is lifted. And so one of my most recent clients had an 85% show up rate. She had 150 people registered. Last year, she had 80 people registered for a live in-person event. So 150 registered, 85% show up rate, a 35% conversion rate. Um, and so in terms of them paying to work with her. And so you can still swagify your events. And I say get sponsors. Right, because that is a great way to also take the cost um, kind of off your plate and share that. There's a lot of businesses that are going to want to be in the mix with you. Allow them to help provide swag to reduce your costs for sure. And plan ahead. So many people call me just a couple weeks before their event. Do you know how much time you really need? You need at least eight weeks if you're not stressing. Six is so pushing it. But I would say a, a comfortable, realistic time frame is eight weeks if you're going to send any kind of swag out prior to an event, if you want it to be successful and have a good show up rate. Planning ahead is always important, and it's so hard when so much is going on in life and in business. But relating back to, since I had mentioned the pet portraits, one of my friends 
ordered one for her daughter, who I also know. And, you know, her daughter was so excited when she got it. And then one of her friends reached out to me and said, you know, hey, I saw her picture. Can you do one for me? You know, how much does it cost and all that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, here's the link to go order one. And she messaged back and she, this was Tuesday or Wednesday. And she's like, well, I need it. I need to receive it this weekend. And these are, these are hand painted. They're not, some people do portraits that are computer generated art that they send you a digital file. That's not what this is. And it's very clear that that's not what this is. And I was like, you know, so I help businesses generate leads and clients through generosity. Um, that includes a couple different things. You know, I am a strategist in terms of gift marketing, like what's the right item to give? What is, what's your goal with the item? And then, then we get to product, like what are those items? And I just purchased a screen printing business. So now we're doing the screen printing right here on site, which is incredible. Um, and how I got started in the business. Well, I always tell people I did my job for free for six years until I could figure out how to monetize it. And it wasn't that I couldn't figure it out. I just didn't realize I was doing the job um, to, to help my clients be successful. And then I did some research to see how to become a broker. And boom, here we are. Um, and it's evolved a lot, for sure. I find that interesting that my art has kind of evolved into that kind of accidental for me a side business because I've, I've been an artist forever but when I started painting again as a replacement hobby during the COVID pandemic I can't do my ballroom dance and so I went back to painting as kind of my hobby during this time which you know you can see it on the wall behind me if you're looking here and I would just share them out on my social media, you know, just as, as, partly as I'm never completely satisfied with any of my art. And I'd push them out on social media to force myself to be okay with me not thinking it's perfect. And suddenly people started saying, hey, do you do pet portraits? And I'm like, well, okay, I like dogs and I paint. And I was like, sure. And they're like, how much do you charge? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I kind of understand that kind of falling into something that you're doing for free or because you enjoy it or as another part of another business you're doing and turning it into something you can monetize. So I love that. When you started this business and kind of moving into the monetization and starting from there. How has it grown or changed since then to where you are now? Um, significantly. So um, <clears throat> the backstory, real quick, is I ran a trade show, a very large trade show. And I noticed the very first year I got in the business is the most successful vendors were using branded promotional products to gain leads. Also, they were staying top of mind, and it's really easy to earn a renewal from my clients if they had a return on their investment and if it was a good show. And so when I started with them, that event had a 12% renewal rate. By year six, it was a 70% re renewal rate. My job was easy at that point, right, because they just kept coming back. And I found myself year after year 
wanting to make sure my new vendors were successful. So immediately I had the conversation of what are your goals? And the minute they said brand awareness, I was like, uh-uh, you can't measure that. You've got to give me a measurable goal. So they'd say things like emails or building my social media audience, those things you can measure. And so I would make suggestions on cool swag that they should bring to their booth because first of all, it was a women's expo and I'm a woman. So I made suggestions on what I would want, what I want floating around in my purse. And so it was actually just super duper fun. I went to a trade show for promotional products. My, my mother-in-law was actually in the business for 25 years and she kept trying to get me in the business and I just said, no, I love my job. But I walked into that trade show and within 30 seconds, I knew I was getting in the business because here is this entire promo show filled with trade show banners and tablecloths and chotskis and gifts and all these things I recommend. And I just send them online. I just send the business elsewhere. And so I left and I knew I was getting in the business. I went and I told my boss and he was super duper supportive. And he says, whatever you need, you know, I got your back. And so I just started networking after work. And at the one year mark, I had to quit my job because I gave myself that permission. If once I replace the salary from my full-time job, I can quit and do this full time. And it literally was the exact one year mark that I had started. And in the beginning, I just thought I was going to be the go-to for like branded drinkware and totes and pens, etc. But I will tell you, every single time my phone rang, the strategy I used to do with my trade show clients always came out. I always asked, well, what's the purpose? Why, you know, and most of the time they were doing an event or something. And so I would start asking strategic questions and we would land on products that they were blown away by and excited by. And they really thought they were just coming to me for pens and post-its. But what we identified is pens and post-its weren't ideal, not only for their business, but for the event that they were going to drive success and new clients to them. And so at, at the second year mark, I rebranded for strategy because that's what most of the community was coming to me for. It was strategy first, product second. Here we are in year three, and I spend a great deal of my time strategy consulting, and promotional products are the byproduct of that now, along with screen printing. And so uh, if you would have asked me three years ago where I would be, I probably would be. She does gift marketing and offers strategic consulting, personalized gifts, on-site screen printing, and promo products, which all of these are really great for any business. And one of the tips she's going to share is three ways to boost your business through generosity. And I can't wait to hear what she has in store for us. Before we get to your tips, I'd like you to talk to she. She does gift marketing and she she marketing and gift marketing and offers strategic consulting personalized gifts on-site screen printing and promo products which all of these are really great for any business and one of the tips she's going to share is three ways to boost your business through generosity and I can't wait to hear what she has in store for us 
Before we get to your tips, I'd like you to talk about your business, uh, what you do, and why you started the business. I am a gift marketing strategist, so I help businesses generate leads and clients through generosity. Um, that includes a couple different things. You know, I am a strategist in terms of gift marketing, like what's the right item to give, what is, what's your goal with the item, and then, then we get to product, like what are those items? And I just purchased a screen printing business, so now we're doing the screen printing right here on site, which is incredible. Um, and how I got started in the business? Well, I always tell people I did my job for free for six years until I could figure out how to monetize it. And it wasn't that I couldn't figure it out. I just didn't realize I was doing the job um, to, to help my clients be successful. And then I did some research to see how to become a broker. And boom, here we are. Um, and it's evolved a lot, for sure. I find that interesting that my art has kind of evolved into that kind of accidental for me a side business because I've, I've been an artist forever but when I started painting again as a replacement hobby during the COVID pandemic I can't do my ballroom dance and so I went back to painting as kind of my hobby during this time which you know you can see it on the wall behind me if you're looking here and I would just share them out on my social media, you know, just as, as, partly as I'm never completely satisfied with any of my art. And I'd push them out on social media to force myself to be okay. Gift marketing and offers strategic consulting, personalized gifts, on-site screen printing, and promo products, which all of these are really great for any business and one of the tips she's going to share is three ways to boost your business through generosity and I can't wait to hear what she has in store for us. Before we get to your tips, I'd like you to talk about your business, uh, what you do and why you started the business. I am a gift marketing strategist so I help businesses generate leads and clients through generosity. Um, that includes a couple different things. You know, I am a strategist in terms of gift marketing, like what's the right item to give, what is, what's your goal with the item, and then, then we get to product, like what are those items? And I just purchased a screen printing business, so now we're doing the screen printing right here on site, which is incredible. Um, and how I got started in the business? Well, I always tell people I did my job for free for six years until I could figure out how to monetize it. And it wasn't that I couldn't figure it out. I just didn't realize I was doing the job um, to, to help my clients be successful. And then I did some research. And offers strategic consulting, personalized gifts, on-site screen printing, and promo products, which all of these are really great for any business and one of the tips she's going to share is three ways to boost your business through generosity and I can't wait to hear what she has in store for us. Before we get to your tips, I'd like you to talk about your business, uh, what you do and why you started the business. I am a gift marketing strategist so I help businesses generate leads and clients through generosity. 
Um, that includes a couple different things. You know, I am a strategist in terms of gift marketing, like what's the right item to give, what is, what's your goal with the item, and then, then we get to product, like what are those items? And I just purchased a screen printing business, so now we're doing the screen printing right here on site, which is incredible. Um, and how I got started in the business? Well, I always tell people I did my job for free for six years until I could figure out how to monetize it. And it wasn't that I couldn't figure it out. I just didn't realize I was doing the job um, to, to help my clients be successful. And then I did some research to see how to become a broker. And boom, here we are. Um, and it's evolved a lot, for sure. I find that interesting that my art has kind of evolved into that kind of accidental for me a side business because I've, I've been an artist forever but when I started painting again as a replacement hobby during the COVID pandemic I can't do my ballroom dance and so I went back to painting as kind of my hobby during this time which you know you can see it on the wall behind me if you're looking here and I would just share them out on my social media, you know, just as, as, partly as I'm never completely satisfied with any of my art. And I'd push them out on social media to force myself to be okay with me not thinking it's perfect. And suddenly people started saying, hey, do you do pet portraits? And I'm like, well, okay, I like dogs and I paint. And I was like, sure. And they're like, how much do you charge? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I kind of understand that kind of falling into something that you're doing for free or because you enjoy it or as another part of another business you're doing and turning it into something you can monetize. So I love that. When you started this business and kind of moving into the monetization and starting from there, how has it grown or changed since then to where you are now? Um, significantly. So um, <clears throat> the backstory, real quick, is I ran a trade show, a very large trade show, and I noticed the very first year I got in the business is the most successful vendors were using branded promotional products to gain leads. Also, they were staying top of mind, and it's really easy to earn a renewal from my clients if they had a return on their investment and if it was a good show. And so when I started with them, that event had a 12% renewal rate. By year six, it was a 70% re renewal rate. My job was easy at that point, right, because they just kept coming back. And I found myself year after year wanting to make sure my new vendors were successful. So immediately I had the conversation of what are your goals? And the minute they said brand awareness, I was like, uh-uh. You can't measure that. You've got to give me a measurable goal. So they'd say things like emails or building my social media audience, those things you can measure. And so I would make suggestions on cool swag that they should bring to their booth because first of all it was a women's expo and I'm a woman so I made suggestions on what I would want what I want floating around in my purse and so it was actually just super duper fun 
I went to a trade show for promotional products. My my mother-in-law was actually in the business for 25 years, and she kept trying to get me in the business, and I just said, no, I love my job. But I walked into that trade show, and within 30 seconds, I knew I was getting in the business because here is this entire promo show filled with trade show banners and tablecloths and tchotchkes and gifts and all these things I recommend, and I just send them online. I just send the business elsewhere, and so... I left and I knew I was getting into business. I went and I told my boss and he was super duper supportive and he says, whatever you need, you know, I got your back. And so I just started networking after work and at the one year mark I had to quit my job because I gave myself that permission if once I replace the salary from my full-time job, I can quit and do this full-time. And it literally was the exact one year mark that I had started. and. In the beginning, I just thought I was going to be the go-to for, like, branded drinkware and totes and pens, etc. But I will tell you, every single time my phone rang, the strategy I used to do with my trade show clients always came out. I always asked, well, what's the purpose? Why, you know, and most of the time they were doing an event or something. And so I would start asking strategic questions. And we would land on products that they were blown away by and excited by, and they really thought they were just coming to me for pens and post-its. But what we identified is pens and post-its weren't ideal, not only for their business, but for the event that they were going to drive success and new clients to them. And so at, at the second year mark, I rebranded for strategy because that's what most of the community was coming to me for. It was strategy first, product second. Here we are in year three, and I spend a great deal of my time strategy consulting. And promotional products are the byproduct of that now, along with screen printing. And so uh, if you would have asked me three years ago where I would be, I probably wouldn't tell you that I'm a full-time strategist with a screen printing shop. But um, everything kind of aligned, and here we are, and I'm really excited about it. And I've, I've got an incredible team, though, that supports me because there are too many hats to wear, for sure. I think every single entrepreneur listening understands the too many hats, <laughs> definitely. I love that your kind of one-year anniversary mark of diving into this business was when you were able to do it full-time. How perfect is that, that it's right on the anniversary? And I already have an idea of a promo product that I need to order from you. I know exactly what I want, and I'm not going to tell everybody because it's so cool. I don't want anyone else getting the idea. So you and I are going to talk offline, and then anybody listening, if you if you have um, a computer, you're going to want this. So if you're listening, and I just decided this on the spot, if you message me, and I'll give you the ways to get in touch with me at the end of this, I'll send you one of these branded items because it's awesome. And I want one. <laughs> I'll, I'll share it the, in the comments once I just, you know, get it set and ordered what it is, and you're going to want one. So a question that I didn't tell you I was going to ask you, but I also work with some clients who do trade shows as one of their marketing pieces, and they've had to switch to virtual trade shows where they're not – there in person to, you know, hand out the, the koozie and the pin and whatever swag they have. 
yet they still have swag in stock. And I know how I would tell them to deal with this, but I'm interested in your perspective as, you know, a trade show, really strategist, how you would tell someone that has the swag, but they're doing it virtually. How do you connect those two? Well, I will tell you um, the only missing link is, is being in that same room. And so what I think back to is a strategy of why do live trade shows do swag bags to begin with? They do it for, for people, they do it for butts and seats and people indoors, right? If it's a sit down event or, or a walkthrough event, but they do that to make sure that people show up early and really it's an incentive to get them there, right? That's what that swag bag is for. Well, I've, I've got many clients that have switched that to the swag box, right? And I've seen a couple different versions of this, depending whether there is a cost to attend or there's not a cost to attend. It determines what is in that swag box, right? Or that swag prize or that swag gift. Because you have to be able to keep that sense of community. What's going to get them to actually show up? right? There's so many distractions when you're sitting at home, but it's actually easier. And one thing that my clients have seen is their attendance levels have increased significantly because the barrier of commuting and parking and traveling has lifted. And so one of my most recent clients had an 85% show up rate. She had 150 people registered last year. She had 80 people registered for a live in-person event. So 150 registered, 85% show up rate, a 35% conversion rate. Um, and so in terms of them paying to work with her. And so you can still swagify your events. And I say get sponsors right? Because that is a great way to also take the cost um, kind of off your plate and share that. There's a lot of businesses that are going to want to be in the mix with you. Allow them to help provide swag to reduce your costs for sure. And plan ahead. So many people call me just a couple weeks before their event. Do you know how much time you really need? You need at least eight weeks if you're not stressing. Six is so pushing it, but I would say a, a comfortable, realistic time frame is eight weeks if you're going to send any kind of swag out prior to an event, and if you want it to be successful and have a good show up rate. Planning ahead is always important, and it's so hard when so much is going on in life and in business. But relating back to, since I had mentioned the pet portraits, one of my friends ordered one for her daughter, who I also know. And, you know, her daughter was so excited when she got it. And then one of her friends reached out to me and said, you know, hey, I saw her picture. Can you do one for me? You know, how much does it cost and all that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, here's the link to go order one. And she messaged back, and she this was Tuesday or Wednesday, and she's like, "Well, I need it. I need to receive it this weekend." And these are these are hand painted. They're not. Some people do portraits that are computer generated art that they send you a digital file. That's not what this is, and it's very clear that that's not what this is. And I was like, "You know, as much as I'd love to help you, it was for her husband's birthday." I'm like, "It's literally impossible because." Painting is done in layers, and each layer has to dry in between. 
And sometimes that drying can happen in, you know, 30 minutes quickly. But the final varnish top coat, which protects the painting, needs a minimum of seven days to dry before you can ship because anything you ship it in, even the special paper that I wrap around it, will stick to the varnish. So I'm like, there is no way. And as much as I'd love to help you, it just takes time. And having been early in my career in the world related to printing, I was in the newspaper business, it, it's not something that can just happen immediately. So yes, planning ahead is very critical. And especially virtual, if you're wanting to ship it before the event. I kind of like that. Oh, the day of the event kind of opened the box surprise thing. But oh, yeah. shipping right now is being delayed as well because so many packages are shipping that you really got to plan ahead. Plan ahead for sure. So when you were beginning your business, what were your biggest marketing issues to promote your own business? I think having the confidence of knowing what to do. Right. And I think that's even still sometimes a question. I mean, you don't know until you've tried it. I tried something recently that I was really like dead set it wasn't going to work. And boom, out of the gate, the return on my investment was like, oh my gosh, like 10 times. I was blown away. Um, but I think you really do need to be strategic and you just need to try things. So I don't know. That's probably not the most like... <laughs> That's probably not what you're looking for, but um, my business is really built on referrals and networking. I mean, that's how I built my business. I gift on a quarterly basis, and I look at every client that I've had over the last quarter, every quarter, and really, I can tie almost every single sale to some type of a referral or somebody that's reordered or... I met networking. So for me, that's how my business was met, was built. Meant. <laughs> I get a lot of my business that way as well. And one of the common threads I hear from anybody who comes to me, even if it, they're just simply asking a question on my Facebook page or whatever, is there is so much information out there about how to market your business and so much of it is contradictory. And then you also find whole groups and groups of people who label themselves as, you know, a marketing coach or a social media coach or digital marketing coach, whatever it may be, that have only learned one way to do their strategy. And that's the exact same way they teach you. And every business is different. So sometimes the strategy may work, but it may be taking more time, money, effort than it needs to. And just going out there and doing a Google search, you get so overwhelmed with information that it can be hard to pick and choose what you need to do. I hear it all the time. And I think that's one of our kind of blessings because I've worked with so many different entrepreneurs, over thousands, probably 2,000 over the course of the last decade. And so I've tried all of those different marketing strategies 
And I can probably tell you one that I've had a client in that industry before and that strategy you're talking about didn't work. Sure, you can still try it, but I found that this one over here works really well. It's more likely with your similar audience that it will probably work for you. And so sometimes just having that focus is so beneficial. As an example, there was just someone asking a question today that she's an introvert and she was saying how she's been told she has to do a Facebook Live every day on her page. And she's like, I'm not to the point where I'm comfortable doing video yet, primarily because she's an introvert and she's still kind of new at the business, so she doesn't feel as confident or grounded in speaking off the cuff kind of thing about it. And she's, you know, do I really have to do it? And, I'm, and so I said, no, you don't have to do anything. Unless you're selling the live videos, you, you can pick and choose the strategies that make the most sense for you. So yeah, I hear that a lot as well. Just the sheer number of choices, it makes it hard to move forward. And so sometimes, yeah, somebody just needs a little bit of advice and strategy, again, to pick something. I, I want to share a quick little story with you. Um, about my very first live, <laughs> which was actually this January. Terrified, so terrified. And um, I was working with a, a business strategist who um, I turned to her and I said, you know, I need a quick win, <laughs> right? I need a quick win in my business, a quick sale. And she said, I want you to go live then. I want you to go live and talk about the important parts of your business for five days. Right? And I'm like, are you kidding me? What? And so I set a plan and a strategy about what I was going to do for those five days. And they were little 15, 20 minute lives. And I got my first ever large paid strategy client from that. And I think if I would have left that experience um, without results, you know, it may have, it may have detoured me. But because of that, I think if I would have winged it, right? Without results, I would have just been like, oh, right? But I planned it. I planned the content. I pre, I promoted it ahead of time. Um, and it works. And now I do lives all the time. <laughs> they can be a great way to kind of showcase the personality of your business. And that's why we kind of have a quick walkthrough of the planning strategy, strategy we use for our clients who want to do some live videos or kind of like we do live tape mm -hmm. so that they have a plan. But even then, yeah, videos are never required. Just like nothing is ever required. You kind of have to find the thing that works for you, works for your target audience, and then replicate it once it starts working. And video can be a great way, like I said, to show personality of your business and showcase your expertise. And I always tell the people who are hesitant to get on a live or even do social media or whatever that they feel like it will be, they don't want to be salesy. And I said, don't focus on sale, focus on helping. What information can you provide? How do you help? And that will kind of get you over that as well yeah so we know your business has changed you mentioned that you added a screen printing shop 
And of course, we know that trade shows, most of them have gone virtual this year. So COVID has made some issues in a business. So talk about how your business has changed in the last year or so and what that relates to your biggest marketing issue now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just told you that January, um, it was when I did my first live, I got my first paid strategy client and I, I was um, lined up to, you know, have a couple speaking gigs coming up. So one quick little step back is that trade show, I actually never left it, right? And so when I went in to actually quit that job, I didn't really want to because I had built a very large book of business. But what I did do is I hired a team, I, I hired an assistant to actually do all of my, you know, customer service stuff. And so March 17th was our big show. 10,000 attendees were coming. We had almost 400 vendors registered to show up 48 hours before this big event that we had all, I mean, we were watching TV commercials, we're listening to radio commercials, we had a very robust uh, marketing campaign. We got the news 48 hours prior that there was not a show happening and it was devastating, right? Um, in my business, manufacturing shut down, right? Not only was it shut down prior, we all know that China had really shut down, but they normally shut down for Chinese New Year anyway. So I was prepared for a two to three week shutdown. But what happened, and that usually happens late January, they never actually opened back up, right? Obviously because of COVID. So here in the United States, manufacturing also came to a halt because we were all asked to go home and, and stay there until we know more, right? Um, so not only could I not, not only was I not getting orders, I couldn't even place them if I wanted to. Right. Even if all these big orders were coming in, there was no manufacturing happening. And that pushed me to become visible on social media. And I, I planned a couple um, online workshops and that visibility brought me to my biggest sales months ever in business in July. And all my clients that have come, come in from that, they consistently say, you are so visible. I see you. I see what you're doing. I'm now ready. My business has reopened. I'm now ready for X, 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 right? And so I really wanted to shrink. I really wanted to hide out. And something in me told me that this is the opportunity to bring the strategy side of my business to the forefront because that's all I could do. And it works. And I'm glad, I'm so glad that I did it. I will tell you one thing saved me. So I deployed my quarterly gifting campaign like I normally do. This happened on April 1st, right? Um, I had already owned the product. So, you know, it wasn't like I had to go buy anything. I already had the swag on hand. So I deployed 23 gifts to the 23 clients I earned in that first quarter. Um, and I deployed, and I want you guys to actually, if you're listening to this, I want you to write this down because this is a, a key tip and a key takeaway is the note that I wrote, there was not a single thing about it that was salesy. It was, I just wanted to drop something in your mailbox to let you know I'm thinking of you and your family. I hope everyone's happy and healthy. Let me know how I can support you, right? And there were wonderful okay. gifts. From that, within seven days, I got a $15,000 reorder. 
and it was actually through a company that could produce it. It saved my business. There's nothing else coming in, right? Um, and, the, and the orders kept popping after that, right? Because they were, you know, manufacturing was only shut down for maybe a month or so. Um, but I'm glad I stuck to my guns. I'm glad that I stuck to um, using the marketing strategies that I teach my clients, right? So in terms of a marketing question that I have for you, because that's where this was going, is I ended up buying this screen printing shop, right? I, I kind of always wanted to. My biggest month ever in July was mostly apparel. Apparel is always one of my most profitable um, lines in my business. I actually have a big launch coming. My new website is done. Nobody knows it yet. Um, I actually have, I have a brick and mortar now. I used to work from a home office. And so I actually have a big dying question is what would be the most strategic way for me to announce this new business? Right? Because this is your expertise. Social media is your expertise. I had little ideas like um, maybe like an online um, grand opening or an online like I have a spin wheel. Like, I don't know. I just have so many ideas flying. That's the problem is I have so many ideas flying. So anyways, I threw that question to you. <laughs> My question in response is who do you see as your primary target for the screen printing side? Will it be the same kind of corporate screen printing or is it more like people in the community, individuals? I am in a very rural part of um, our state, and the business I'm seeking here are trades, like electricians and plumbers, et cetera. They've been incredible clients. Most of my strategy clients, though, are very much on the professional services, financial industries, coaches, consultants. And so um, those businesses that buy the apparel are different than my strategy clients. All right, and so the apparel is the local, American local people. Okay. Yep. What I would suggest, and in any time it's local and brick and mortar, this strategy goes over really well, and it's kind of across almost all industries, which is why it's so great. Things like that that can be replicated by almost anyone and still have a great response kind of lets you know it's a really solid strategy. Anytime you can create user-generated content, and there's a lot of ways you can do that. I actually have an ebook on my website under my free resources tab. It's an ebook about a Facebook group marketing, but in it, it has a whole section on user-generated content. So even if you're not looking to set up a Facebook group, that section applies to this particularly. And there's a couple ways you can do this, particularly centered around social media. One could be having them do things before they come in the door in exchange for a gift of swag or a discount or something else tangible, such as posting on social media and tagging your business, something similar to that. 
Okay. That can be one way to kind of help drive them in the door a little bit. It it doesn't drive a lot of foot traffic, that strategy, but somebody who's coming, who's thinking about coming anyway, and they're looking at you and maybe a competitor, like say, purchasing it online, you know, and getting it for someone else. It can tip the scale to where they go with you, someone local. And you can even kind of brand it as that, you know, shop local. And if you like come tag, in, a, tag a local business and get a free hat or something. Yeah, but they have to show you and they have to tag you also. Okay. You have to make them tag you. And that would be great, tagging another local business. And then all they have to do is show it to you on their phone when they walk in and you'll see that it was done. So that can be one great way to get user-generated content. The reason you want this is because it's like paying for ads that you don't have to pay for. Because we all know social media is having just horrendous engagement, horrendous, not even engagement, it's engagement because it's having terrible reach. And they're doing that with their algorithms on business pages because they're a business they want you to advertise, you know? And the best way you can get around that algorithm without buying ads is to have other people sharing your business. Because mm -hmm. when you post something on your Facebook business page, it's going to be shown to the people who like your page. And sometimes the algorithm will show it to a few other people as well. But for the most part, say if you have 100 people on your page, you have a maximum of 100 people that might see it. And with the algorithm, you may be lucky if, you know, 10 see it and 2 click. If other people are tagging your business, it's shown to everyone on their timeline. And if they're tagging you and another business, it's shown on that business timeline as well. So very quickly, just by that one, you know, the at tag, like if you did at vickywoo.us, is that my... That's pretty bad. I don't even know what I set my short name on my Facebook page. But if you tag my Facebook page, it's suddenly spreading out to a bunch of people who may have never seen my page. And that's why user-generated content is so helpful. The other thing you can do is once they get in your shop and they're in the process of buying